stand up. You don't have to stand up the whole time. It's never a second. Uh, this is actually uh, uh, Frank's last Sunday, so please encourage him. I know it's like one of those things. Like, do you clap for him? Do you boo? You know, you don't. It's like we're excited for what's happening, uh, and so please tell him nice things afterwards. But just so you know, he he had um, for match day. So he graduated Southwestern, and then for match day, he had a bunch of different. Uh, picks that he could go to. He actually matched up with his top pick, uh, Washington University in St. Louis, and so he's he's going to be going up there and uh, with his residency. But it's exciting to think about not only just the hard work, Frank, that you put in there and, and your dedication, and just being continuing just to be a part of of all these different activities, staying spiritually consistent. Uh, but I think it's great too a testimony of something we can all celebrate in, because uh, I remember even when Frank was graduating UNT. And just asking different people in the medical field, you know, advice about Southwestern or different schools or just how to pursue what he was trying to pursue. And so it's cool just to see the team effort coming together and being able to celebrate and see uh, what God is doing uh, together. And and it's just part of, you know, we we all belong to each other. We're all trying to help each other out in this life. Even special mission, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit later on, but it's cool thinking about how we can give together to other places and help other places out. You know, there's a message in our culture to do things on our own, pull things, uh, pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. You know, and that is one way to live. Even as a society, we can, we can live that way. And maybe if this is the first time you're, you're visiting, that's, maybe that's how you're used to doing things. But for real success, the Bible speaks differently. It says no one, no one really succeeds on own or or when you're kind of around other people. You know, six years ago yesterday, I actually got to get my uh, master's degree. And, and I remember that not being just something that, oh, how awesome I am, but, but the teamwork that was involved in just helping me to get to that point. Another kind of graduation happened this time last year. Uh, Bethany finished up with her chemo this time last year. And I definitely remember, yes. And we're grateful for how... God has worked through that and healed that, and we're great, so grateful for your prayers. And, and, and certainly the, the group helping us out with that in so many different ways, providing in so many different ways to get us to that point. You know, God in the Bible desires we belong to his, his graduating group, a graduating community that is moving on towards him. And so we're just going to jump on in because we've hit up a lot of topics here today, but we're going to look at two qualities And certainly there's more we could study out, but two qualities today that describe this kind of group. And so the first one is, I missed it, but okay, the first one is rebranding must be ongoing. Rebranding must be ongoing. Now rebranding is this this strategy where you, you know, established form has has a certain name, and so we come up with a new name or logo, design, uh, a new concept. Kind of like the, uh, the music we had playing up here a little bit earlier. One pop and circumstances, we had a, we had a different little uh, music going on. You know, McDonald's does this every decade where they kind of switch things up. I've seen it on pictures. I don't really go to McDonald's anymore. But God gives us the ability to become new. Today we're celebrating specific people who are transitioning. But as disciples of Jesus, we need to be aware that we are new creations every day. Every day is a transition towards being less like the 
old us and more like the new, like Christ. In 2 Corinthians 5.14 it says this, For Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. You know, the hope, the hope is Jesus. Jesus' resurrection. He died so we don't have to live for ourselves. He rose from the dead to give us that hope. His resurrection is hope. We can become resurrected because he changed. He was resurrected. In 2 Corinthians 5.17 it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Or the new creation has come. Or I like this one, he is a new creature. Maybe he or she is a new creature. The old is gone, the new is here. Now this, this promise ignites our life in Christianity. And again, if you're visiting today, please ask someone here about how this opportunity begins. Because once you start following, Jesus involves continual change until we are resurrected with a new heaven and the new earth. And you might be thinking, a lifestyle of change can be scary or perhaps challenging, but it can also be exciting, purposeful, leaving embarrassing or maybe stupid moments behind. We all been there, a stupid moment maybe. Growing in character, language, our personality, our wisdom, igniting new adventures, new additional friendships we can have. What is God teaching me now as he continues to develop us? Matthew 18 says we've got to be like little kids to be in his kingdom. John, says we're, John 3 says we're born again. Now new babies don't have good eyesight, and once they... You may not realize that. Sometimes you're like smiling at a baby, but they, they actually probably can't see you. But it's all right. Keep smiling. But once they, once they do develop some vision, what's, what's, what they're seeing, they don't quite realize what they are seeing. They may see a chair, but, you know, they're not able to quite process that it's a chair. Here's a classical uh, or classic optical picture of two women. Uh, the title is My Wife and Mother-in-Law. I'm not going to make jokes on that one. But in this picture, there is a young woman and an older lady. Now, at first, it, it may be hard to see both. Who, who could just see one? Who can see the, the young woman? Okay, most of us can see the young woman. Maybe, who can see the older, older lady? Okay, some of you are like, we're professionals. We've seen this since childhood. We've graduated with this one. Let, let me show that next slide just to help it out. That's more, the, that's more the old lady side of it in there. Oh, wow, watch out. Um, so then go on to the next slide. Now can you see both of them in there? The young lady and the old? Now it might, now it might be hard to kind of separate which one's which. You know, because once you've seen both, it's, it's hard to see only one. In Hebrews 6.1 it says... Therefore, let us, some of you are still enjoying that picture. You can, you can Google it later. But in Hebrews 6.1, it says, Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward 
to maturity. God wants to continue to show things to you. He wants you to reveal new things to you. And when you have a group that is secure and willing to push and honor each other forward to not give up and let others grow and adopt each other in new ways, that's exciting. We can all see new things together. You know, you not only learn how to work separately in a picture, but you, but you learn how to work together to form a more solid pick. You know, just one example, special mission was collected earlier. You know, most of you are you're feeling good about special. You've sacrificed, you've budgeted, maybe you had a, a, a rough year financially, you didn't get as much back on your tax return as you thought you were going to, but you still gave. And you've done, you've done what you could. You, you, you did yard sales, maybe you did a car wash here or there, but you're belonging to what's going on. You know, my, my first special mission in the church wasn't that exciting because my old me, before I even became part of this church, I didn't give this special mission. I didn't even contribute. I mean, of course, I, I called myself a Christian, but I wasn't giving financially anywhere. And that first year as a disciple, man, that special mission, it was not, not that good. But Jesus rose. I could become a new creation. I could become a new creature in Christ. And I asked my brothers for some help. You know, what is this special mission thing? I asked him for some accountability with my finances and repentance. I became that new creature. My second year was a little bit better. No, it was, it was definitely better. But the great thing was the, the people who helped me out, it wasn't like they stopped giving. They kept giving as well. And some of you may be feeling a little off right now. You're kind of waiting for me to, to stop talking about special. But if your giving is lacking, don't shame yourself. Become new. Become a new creature. God has people in your life that can teach you about financial peace and generosity. You know, we can all become new in our financial generosity, whether it's learning to give for the first times or learning to teach and inspire others to give. We are a new creature together. My second point is interceding must be continual in a graduating community. Interceding must be continual. And I've been studying out King David and King Solomon, and certainly in their time and transition, it's a great time to study out. About 1000 BC, it was a huge time for the Israelite nation, a graduating moment. And if you look at King David, 1 Chronicles 22, verse 5, this is a good example with Solomon. David said, My son Solomon is young and inexperienced. And the house to be built for the Lord should be of great magnificence and fame and splendor in the sight of all the nations. Therefore, I will make preparations for it. So David made extensive preparations before his death. Here's a good example. David interceding with his community, helping them out of vision, resources, mentoring, providing to Solomon. Now, on the other hand, we have a bad example with one of his sons named Adonijah, or Adonijah. 
You know, and I, I would not want my examples on paper because I have lots of embarrassing or dumb things in my parenting. I mean, the other day I was trying to help Skylar out with something, and, uh, you know, I, I, was, I was in clothes trying to help her out, and Skylar's got, she's got some fists. She's got, she's got this little hand, but it's pretty powerful. And she was moving that hand around, it was going, and I was not looking, did not see it. And all of a sudden, pow, right in the eye. And I wish my reaction was like, oh, honey, please don't do that. That really hurts daddy. But no, I might have let out a little, a little scream, ah! But then luckily I didn't like totally yell at her or go after her. I, I raised my voice a little bit. Yeah, so I'm going to work on that one. But my reactions are not always the best. And so certainly I don't fault King David, but I want to learn. I want to grow from him. In 1 Kings 1.1 it says, When King David was very old, he could not keep warm even when they put covers over him. Skipping down to verse 5, Now Adonijah, whose mother was Haggith, put himself forward and said, I will be king. So he got chariots and horses ready with 50 men to run ahead of him. His father had never rebuked him by asking Why do you behave as you do? Never ask him that. He was also very handsome and was born next after Absalom. Now there's a couple of Easter eggs in this great chapter to study out later on. You got David who's older. You got Adonijah, David's oldest surviving son. He's promoting himself. Here's a little little chart that may help keep these things together. There's Absalom, the thirdborn. You know, he, he died in his revolt against David, uh, but not before killing Amnon, the first son. So, so, you, got some, so you got some dysfunction here. Now, the second born, Kiliab, you know, he disappears from the story after the mention of his birth in 2 Samuel 3.3. He's like, I'm getting out of here. These people are crazy, at least the sons. In verse 6, it says David never rebuked him. Which scholars talk about it's, this was before he was even, before David was even old. Which goes in line with his relationship with Absalom and Amnon. You know, never interceded. Never interceded with what he saw going on. Never ask, why do you behave as you do? You know, I think we probably all need that question from time to time. Why do you behave why, like you do? What's going on? David, why do you behave as you do? You know, working, he could have worked on Adonijah, his son's pride while he was younger. Could have helped him out. David spent time with Solomon and, and gave direction to him. Maybe there was some favoritism. Maybe there was some insecurities of, of conflict. Proverbs 19.18 says, Discipline your son while there is hope. Don't be a willing party to his death. That's a sobering one. I didn't really see that one until I put this together. But willing party to his death. And if you're out there as a parent, don't, don't sit there and over-accuse yourself. Let's not shame ourselves. But, but realize a conviction. A, a conviction and inspiration of hope that we can involve ourselves in our kids' lives, that we can help them out with Jesus. We can help them to see 
no screen time. I was reading a book about the TechWise family earlier this year and really moderating screen time and the damage from screens. Befriending your kids, mentoring, involving kids in camps and other activities, the Ignite Conference. You know, there is hope. But also for this community. Because it's more than just parents. This blood of Jesus' family to involve themselves with those younger physically or spiritually. You know, it makes a difference. We look at Nathan the prophet a little bit later on in in the chapter. He had no children that we know of, but interceded later on in the chapter. In verse 23, it says, And the king was told, Nathan the prophet is here. So we went before the king and bowed with his face to the ground. Nathan said, Have you, my lord the king, declared that your son shall be king after you, and that he will sit on the throne? Is this something my lord the king has done without letting his servants know who should sit on the throne of my lord the king after him? Now, I think about with our daughter Skylar, just how much, not only marrieds, but, but singles have helped us out. Different people have helped us out with Skylar, teaching her things, training her. And it's not advanced calculus, but, you know, but coloring, when to go to bed, how to obey, loving. I mean, I totally appreciate the, the kids' kingdom teachers who aren't in here, so they're not going to hear my shout-out. But, but I appreciate them and any of you that have helped her in there, taking care of her. It makes a difference. She has little toys that she names after some of you. She really appreciates you. It makes a big impact. And we belong to a community where we can have older, same age, and younger give helpful wisdom, vision, support, mentoring to help more people graduating through life. And we can graduate as a group. In Hebrews 12, verse 5 and 6, it says, My son... Do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when he rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines the one he loves, and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. God says, discipline is love, which means we got to be careful when we complain about someone not loving us when they try to help us. Now, yeah, maybe we need to work on our tones here or there and figure out how to say things to people. Sometimes people are just, they're just insecure when they're trying to help you out with something. So don't, don't get totally angry with them. Remember that they're trying to love you. And I think for us, when we're interceding with discipline, let's not try to be super zealous. Oh, I gotta find something in this person. Oh, they just looked at me. There's, there's something going on. You know, and if you ask him, you know, what, what's going on? And, and they say something, don't just assume there's something else that has to be going on. That, that actually could be what's going on. They may have just ran out of gas on the way here or gotten to a, uh, some sort of traffic jam, and so they're just frustrated about that. And make sure we're, we're solution-focused. Sometimes when we're talking with people and asking questions, we want to listen, ask questions, but find solutions. Let's not just sit on the negative and talk about that, but let's help them to find solutions. Let's intercede with them and intercede with God on their behalf. Spend time with people who do this well so that we can learn how to intercede well also. And also, if someone comes up and tries to intercede with you, let's, let's not play the 20 questions game with each other. You know, how are you feeling? Yes. Is something wrong? Yes. 
Did you not read the Bible this morning? No. Did you have, you know, let's not play that game. We're like the I spy game. Like, I spy something orange. Let's all try to figure it out what it is, you know? Not, not, not literally, but let's not do that in our discipling with one another. And while the Bible speaks of rebranding and interceding, you may have inner arguments even now, like, man, I have a hard time changing. I don't really like to change. Or I have insecurities or, or apathy, a lack of discipline. Or I, I just don't really work like that. Well, 2 Corinthians 5.14 says, For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Check this out. Hebrews 7.24 says, But because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. Therefore, he is able to save, what? Save Completely, those who come to God through him, because he always lives to intercede for them. He's always interceding. He saves completely. This is a promise from Christ that he saves completely. And always, always lives to intercede. Christ rose from the dead. You know, we could be a group that rises from our old ways to be new. A little more each day. And be continually rebranded in him. Christ showed us God's loving discipline and and interceding even to the cross. So we can look out for each other. And dream of victories and resurrection. Intercede and involve yourself in someone's life this week. Let them know you're there. It doesn't have to be a negative interceding. It can be a positive thing like David did with Solomon. Help them know your resources are there for them. You know, this is a way to live out our, our, our theme of ignite this year. How can I inter, intercede and ignite each other towards Christ? Christ knew his, his transformative community of God, the Spirit, and he worked with them to overcome. Think of a way to adapt and, and help our community to overcome this week. Rebranding must be ongoing. Interceding must be ongoing. You know, as we take communion, let's remember the opportunity and promise God gives us in Jesus to be a graduating community. You know, we sang the song earlier, I lean not on my own understanding. Let's not lean on our own understanding. Let's lean on his understanding. He is continually rebranding and interceding for us to be a group that can succeed together, to be a village with victories to be filled with his love and show our culture true group dynamics. Let's pray. Father, thank you for sending your son to intercede with us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for rebranding us in your image. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to change over and over again. Thank you for the hope of resurrection. Father, as we take this communion, help us to think about your love. Help us to be compelled by it. Help us to be motivated by it. Help us to realize that we are are new creations in you. And that we do belong to a group. 
Father, help us to be a, a group that, that wants to change with you, that wants to intercede with each other to help us out in that journey. In Christ's name, amen.